All right, we are back. My next guest is calling in from England. Hugh Lewis-Jones is calling in to talk about Explorer Sketchbook, the art of discovery and adventure. Good morning, Hugh. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for calling in. I know we have a big time difference, and uh, I really appreciate it. This book is incredible. That's my pleasure. How long did it take you and Carrie to complete this? Um, A book like this takes uh, many years, really. Um, It takes a long time to actually get to a position to decide who to include in them and and who to leave out. Probably a couple of years, really, of gathering items from collections all around the world and and researching more about the stories of these wonderful uh, explorers, uh, men and women from many countries. The artwork in here, the letters, it's just, it's so amazing. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty special. I mean, some people don't expect to see beautiful uh, paintings and watercolors inside the sketchbook or the journal of a, an explorer who was doing something terrible and, and dangerous, but there's really such wonderful variety in a book like this. And, and the reason for that is, is easy and obvious. The, the variety is because of the wonder and the beauty of this incredible world and, and these uh, people pushing to the limits of the map and trying to record something of their journeys uh, for, for those back at home. Were there some certain uh, explorers that stuck with you? I mean, there's all so many. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we all have our, our favorites. I don't know if any of your listeners, um, you know, if you asked to name an explorer, perhaps people in America would, would say Lewis and Clark or, or maybe someone like, uh, I don't know, Charles Darwin, a scientific explorer, or Ernest Shackleton, a famous polar explorer. But for me, um, really, the, the delight in a book like this is trying to find more uh, about explorers that we really don't um, know their stories yet, and or perhaps they deserve uh, to be more widely known. So every day in the archive or in a private collection is, is kind of like an exploration, looking for these things and uh, and trying to bring out the best in a, in a, a neglected archive or, or tell a story of, of someone who, who's done wonderful things but have, perhaps isn't well-known or, or a famous name, you know? Mm-hmm. I want to point out some of the quotes uh, from some of the explorers. There's Franz Boas. Am I saying his name correctly? Franz Boas? Again, sorry? Uh, Franz Boas from 18... 18- yes, uh, that's right. 1858, he wrote, I went out today exactly like an Eskimo with my harpoon and all the accessories... And I sat by the water as patiently as they, as you can see, I am now truly just like an Eskimo. <laughs> yes, sir. I mean, he's one example of many, an anthropologist who, who, you know, some polar explorers in a book like this, you can read their stories and imagine them wanting to go to the edges and plant flags and conquer. And But anthropologists like uh, France and, and others, uh, really, I think of Nansen, a, a very famous uh, uh, explorer, and Rasmussen, another, who would who would travel through the Arctic really wanting to listen to the indigenous peoples, to hear their stories, to record uh, their culture, uh, and cultures they saw that were, were in transition or, or changing or being threatened. And so the chance to record these things in a journal is to, to sketch out um, uh, some, you know, heritage of a place that was, was perhaps under threat or, or, or disappearing. So these explorers go into the the wild for all sorts of different reasons, whether climbing a mountain or exploring the ocean floor or trekking through a jungle. And, and each of their sketchbooks and journals gives us a little insight into what compels or drives an explorer to do what they do. 
did you decide you were going to do this incredible book with Carrie Herbert? How did I decide? Well, uh, it was a pretty easy decision. Carrie, she's an amazing author. She also happens to be my wife. So, oh, that's right. I <laughs> um, so, uh, so creating a book like this together uh, was seemed like a straightforward and fairly easy thing to do. We, we, we both travel all over the world, but we also create uh, books uh, together. And um, she kept me on the right track. She made sure that there were lots of really intrepid women in this book, uh, many of their stories. Uh, certainly, it hadn't been told that that often. So we have we have really amazing women who who are not only pushing through the boundaries of uh, the, the pressures of their time, but also doing great explorations too. And uh, their journals, uh, just like the others, almost page after page, are filled with beautiful insights and, and, and wonderful things to see. It's really a wonderful thing to do because you don't normally. A lot of times, people just take their phones nowadays. They take selfies, but to take a sketchbook, to take a notebook, and to, you know, to journal and to uh, draw pictures of what you're seeing and capturing that moment is beautiful. I would say so. I'm a bit nostalgic. I'm a historian. But, you know, many of these explorers were creating their own kinds of selfies. So often you see the explorers drawing themselves into the image or, or sketching themselves in at the corner of a great view. But long before film, long before photography, uh, these explorers are trained to, to draw maps, to uh, to paint uh, uh, the, the creatures or the views that they imagine for how else can they prove to the world the things that they've seen unless they're able to record it uh, accurately. I think a message from this book, is, uh, I say this to, to lots of people, my, my own daughter included, is, is just to try and sort of, you know, uh, forget the electronic devices for a while and, and head out with eyes wide open and um, record something of, of your own kind of adventure. I love that. That that is beautiful because we are caught up too much in technology, as I mentioned. Phones, we just think we can just bring our phone and take pictures. Uh, when, in fact, if you just have some stillness and you really take in your whole experience, that's what matters. I would say so. I mean, uh, although of course I travel all over the place and benefit very much from technology and modern maps and all sorts of things, but right. we could all do well to remember just to. Um, sit outside for a while and, uh, and take it in. And, and many of these explorers, and you can see it, you can almost hear it in their journals, uh, the wonderful things that they were seeing, often for the first time, and their excitement in being able to uh, set these things down in their sketchbooks uh, for, for those who follow after. You know, I said this to a previous guest. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Hugh Lewis-Jones, who's calling in from England. We're talking about explorers' sketchbooks. I feel like this could be a documentary as well. Well, I mean, each each life in this book, there are 75 explorers, as I said, from many countries, ranging wildly over time and space. Each of these lives is a fascinating story. And it's funny, the more you read and write and research when you create a book, the more you realize that there are so many other stories that need to be uh, told again. Uh, some of the explorers are famous, as I said, we have, you know, Shackleton or Lewis and Clark, Captain Scott or uh, David Livingstone, but we also have uh, lots of other uh, men and women who, who really um, aren't that well known. Uh, we also have some explorers who are thankfully still with us. Uh, I think of um, uh, Amazonian botanists like Wade Davis or an Apollo astronaut, Alan Bean, right. uh, who, who are both contributed little essays for the, for the book and sharing something of their 
thoughts on exploration and the wonderful things that they've seen over their careers. How did you choose these 75 explorers? I mean, it must have been very hard to kind of whittle it down. How did we choose the explorers with great difficulty? I mean, yeah. you start off with any project like this with a, a wish list of, of, of explorers, perhaps you know a great deal about or you think you might want to know more about. You have your favorites, and, and it's a bit of a, a game of... Uh, creative a tug of war with lots of people and lots of collections. You know, ultimately there are some explorers for, for whom their, their journals and things don't survive, so we're not really able to track them down. Uh, there are many other uh, explorers for, who, for whom these these objects come to you when you're when you're researching. So you only really find these things once you open up yet another box or pull down another file from from, from, from an attic or, or, or open up something that hasn't been seen for a long time. Uh, and then you can uh, find out about someone that you really knew nothing about when the, when when the, the book started. But there are only 75, so it's only a glimpse, really. This kind of book, I hope, encourages people to maybe search up about an explorer online or maybe find a, a bigger book about a single explorer and try and learn a little bit more about how their discovery sh- shaped our world. Do you have another project up next? Because I can't imagine that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another three or four, in truth. I'm actually making an atlas at the moment. I'm almost oh. finished. It's an atlas filled with curious maps of uh, strange places. Uh, and then probably going to do another book about navigators. And I, I spend a lot of time on ships, and I, I love the sea. So, so that's a, a little clue to one of my next projects. What are some of the things people have told you about this book? Because I can imagine you've gotten some great reviews. People like it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, we're lucky it's been published by a great publisher, Chronicle, in, in San Francisco, but in England by Thames and Hudson. So it's, it's, it's you know, coming out in, in countries all over the world. Uh, I joke sometimes. I, I, I'm, I'm a historian who makes sort of coffee table books. The joke is, is they're the kind of books that people like to put their feet up on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not this but, one. But a book like this is, is just something that's lovely to, to dip in and out of and spend some time with and, and, and hold in your hands, you know. Yes. Just like these journals, just like these uh, sketchbooks, it's sort of the, the next best thing to be able to, to gather them all together in a book like this and, um, uh, and share the, the beauty of these places these people have seen. And what I do love about this book, Hugh, is that you don't have to commit to a 20-page chapter. You've captured these stories in just a few pages, and then you move on to another explorer. And it's, it's nice. If you don't have a lot of time or you just want a quick little glimpse into one person, there you go. Yeah, it's funny. Again, friends often say to me, it's easy writing books like that. You don't have to write huge uh, chapters about people. But actually, do you know what? Writing less about someone is often harder because you've got to distill oh. down a... Uh, someone's whole career into a series of events or episodes or, or insights. So again, it will only ever just be a glimpse. So we open a page at a journal at a particular moment of someone's life uh, and experience it as best we can through their eyes. And then, you know, at the turn of the page, we can be uh, amongst the icebergs and turn again or canoeing up a river in the first crossing of America or turn again and we're searching for a sacred flower deep in a jungle. Turn again we're up to Greenland or wrestling, wrestling an alligator and, and so on and so forth. So, yes, just some wild and crazy journeys and some wonderful artwork. It's beautiful. Where can people find out more information about you? Uh, about about the book or about me? I'm just, Both. you know, type it into the Internet Explorer Sketchbooks is the book. I'm Hugh Lewis-Jones. I'm, I'm on 
Twitter, you can come find me at Polar World. But um, the book is available uh, online. Uh, Chronicle is the publisher. And, you know, it's, it's just a book we hope that people can enjoy and maybe give as a gift to someone else. It's one of those kind of books that really is all about the journey it goes on. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for calling in, Hugh. I know you called in from very far away from England, so I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure, and have a, have a great morning there in California. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye nice now. talking to you. Bye-bye. That was Hugh Lewis-Jones calling in to talk about his book, Explorer's Sketchbooks, The Art of Discovery and Adventure. And so that's a wrap for me. I'm Janine. You've been listening to Get, Get the Funk Out. And up next, Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. And I'll be handling the phones because we are in the middle of our fun drive. So you can give me a call. I'll be out in the studio. 949-824-5824 or 949-UCI-KUCI. And that's a wrap, and I'll be back next week. Have a great one.